0: Father, I thank you for the spirit of revelation. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom. Open the eyes of our understanding, Lord. Even as I speak right now, Lord, I ask for revelation. Um, I ask for wisdom. I ask for insights, uh, just like the sons of Issachar, to understand the times and the seasons and to have our lives aligned correctly uh, with your calendar this year, Lord. Uh, we ask that you would come and speak prophetically to individuals here tonight that have come with just specific needs and specific uh, questions in their hearts. Lord, uh, Father, would you just release a word in season right now, Father, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Um, many times I end up preaching, and uh, I, as I'm on my way to preach. I'm thinking to myself, why did I sign up to this? (laughs) Because it's like, oh, God, help me. (laughs) Anyone feels like that sometimes. (laughs) Um, I'm not saying that because of tonight. I'm just saying, you know, uh, just really, in fact, I remember it was one of the prayer leaders meetings. It was one of those days I was like, oh, God, help me tonight. I had things in my heart I feel like the Lord wanted me to share. But you know the crazy thing? As I started to speak, I was blown away by what was coming out of my mouth because I never thought about it before. <laughs> I was like, I need to write that down. <laughs> Do you remember that day? We're talking about the, how they, the, the, in the book of Acts, when they gather together to pray. And God was just releasing revelation to me. I'm like, this is so good. I'm glad I came to this meeting. <laughs> so yes, sometimes as you step under the anointing and you start to just flow with the Holy Spirit, things come out. And uh, yeah, so I just want to encourage you to just uh, uh, be open to receive what the Lord wants to say today. I've got some things on my heart, like some themes, and this year, like last year, I've not really, last year I kind of had a phrase, but this year I've not really had a phrase. I've just heard, I've just had some key words, and I just want to share those words with you because it just bears witness with me. And actually, I was in a meeting this week, was it this week? It was this Saturday in, in Birmingham. And when I shared about 2016, what I shared with them is actually different from what I'm going to share here. And I was thinking about it. I was like, I really feel like this word is for this community. I feel like this word I'm about to share connects with the people in this room right now or people that listen to the things that we record and put on our podcast, that there's something about just this word and this year. And um, when I was in America, I also shared a word about 2016, which is different to what I'm going to share today as well. So I think... For specific communities, the Lord seems to have specific words that highlight uh, uh, what He's doing. And what I want to start with today um, is a scripture that I referred to in one of our all-night prayer meetings because the Lord was just stirring my heart about it. And I want to start with this because I feel like this is important as we launch into this year. It's Romans 4.20. And um, it says about... Abraham, I'm just going to turn there in the Amplified Bible, because I thought I had it in the Amplified, but I realized I didn't. So it's Romans 4, verse 20. So this is talking about Abraham. Listen to what he says. No unbelief or distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. And I was reading through that recently, and it just struck me, and I was meditating on it, thinking about it, uh, and I felt like the Lord was just stirring my heart to consider Abraham, (laughs) consider Abraham. You know, we hear the story of Abraham, and we're looking at it, you know, because it already happened. We We don't actually think of how it felt to be in his shoes. We don't think about what it's like to be so old, yet you've got all these promises, and you're like, everything in the natural, everything in the natural is against everything that God has said. Do you know what that feels like? God has said, God has said, God has said, and you're like, I'm believing you, God. But all of a sudden, nothing. Do you understand that Abraham had nothing in the natural to confirm his faith? Now, that is why he is the father of faith. Now, we know he did some mistakes, but when Hebrews talks about him, he doesn't talk about his mistakes. He talks about how heaven saw him. And this is how heaven saw Abraham. Abraham did not waver in unbelief. And I am aware that this year, God is calling us to stretch in faith. God is calling us to not be comfortable. And actually, the way he does it is he allows us not to be comfortable. (laughs) Have you ever been in a situation where you're thinking, oh God, why is this so hard? (laughs) Why is this so hard? Why don't you just make it easy, God? Have you ever prayed, God, make me a warrior? Have you ever prayed, God, whatever you want to do in me, do it. Lord, whatever it takes. Lord, change me. Lord, mold me. Lord, break me. You're praying. It feels good when you're praying it. But when he starts to make it happen, it doesn't feel quite good. How do you think God breaks us and shapes us and molds us and makes us, apart from going through hard things? You cannot pray that prayer and expect that life is just going to be easy. In fact, if you really do mean that prayer, then like, I I think it's, uh, was it James that says rejoice? (laughs) When the trials come, you're like, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Finally, you're doing it. It's going to be hard. So this year, I'm not starting with an easy message of, oh, he's gonna, oh everything's going to be good. You're just going to breeze through. No, 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 no. If you really want to be a warrior, you're going to go through hardship. I mean, in the natural, what warrior has not gone through hardship? Have you not watched the movies? When they're about to go to a battle, whatever... You see all the exercise and all the things they do? They go, through, if you see the 300 movie, how they beat themselves up to prepare for a day. They didn't even, they didn't have a date in mind. They were just, they just lived prepared for war. So every morning they woke up and they beat themselves up. And they fought. And they went through difficult circumstances that you just think, why would you put your children, I, I, I don't know how old, they initiate them into the, into the, into the army, into the, into the Sparta, whatever. And they're just warriors. They're sent out into the wild to fight beasts and all. And it's a difficult life. And I want to say to you, as I'm about to say I'm like, God help me to keep this this year. <laughs> you know what I'm about to say? Do not complain this year. Because <laughs> as I said it, it's hitting me back. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> i know <laughs> this year don't go, oh god why why what just say okay god what do you want me to do in this how do you want me to grow what are you trying to show me god warriors need to develop and they need to grow how are you requiring me to grow in this situation what response do you want me to have how about that Father, how do you want me to respond? I suppose, oh God, this, oh God, you said this. It's not. Well, I mean, you can read the Psalms and there's some complaining in there, but it doesn't always end that way. <laughs> he might have started in despair, but he ends in a place of faith and praise. I know, God, you're the one who does this. I lift up my eyes to the heels. It doesn't matter if my enemies are surrounding me. I know where my help comes from. Yes, you can, you can admit how you're feeling. But don't remain there and allow that to be something that becomes the, the theme of your whole week and your whole month and then your whole year. I'm telling you, this last week, myself, I have known the power of prayer. I talk about prayer all the time, but every now and again, I'm like, I oh, thank you, God, for prayer. Because <laughs> I wake up in the morning, I'm just weighed down thinking, oh, God, help me. God, help me. And then I finish praying, and I'm like, devil is a liar. <laughs> And I'm like, what was the problem again? And the problem hasn't changed. But I have changed. And I know it's been a supernatural work because I feel positive. I feel faith. I feel anything is possible. Even though in the natural, nothing has changed. Because in prayer, I encounter God. I encounter faith. I stopped complaining. dealt with the situation and came out a different person. Isn't that how God wants us to be? Look at Abraham. When you consider his life and you think about yours, you find that, the stresses you feel that the tension you feel he felt if not more the embarrassment of being that old and not having a child so my question is how did Abraham remain strong if the Bible says he did not waver in faith I want to be that I want to be the man who doesn't waver in faith now that's not say I don't waver in faith God knows but I want to be this so I'm, I, I, I'm thinking, and this is not the most profound thing, but this is something that I believe is absolutely essential in the right foundations for what's ahead of us. I'm thinking, God, okay, how do we build the right foundations for this year? And this came to me, in sept- I think it's in uh, December last year. Look at what it says. Abraham did not did, had no unbelief, no distrust concerning uh, uh, the promises of God. He did not waver in, in unbelief or distrust, but he grew. To grow is a process. To grow means where you are right now is going to be different to where you are in a year's time. And many times we don't know how to measure growth. Most times we expect, and I don't know why God does things this way. There are no promises in Scripture of instantaneous breakthrough. If you've seen them as a promise, let me know. He says, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And there are times where there's instantaneous breakthrough. There are times where it's not instantaneous. There are times where you break and there's instant breakthrough in the heavens, but you don't actually see the manifestation until a few days or a few weeks later. But the breakthrough did happen. To grow is a process. And we actually need to learn how to embrace the process of God. Because the process of God sometimes feels very slow to us. You know, uh, the the kid who is growing, like we've got justice, who's growing, you know, he's kind of talking a bit now. Imagine if he's saying, okay, daddy measured my height, and I measure his height right now, and he comes to me in the next hour and says, measure my height, or in the next few minutes, measure my height again to see if he's grown. You you don't really notice growth in hours and minutes. (laughs) True growth, you see it in weeks and months and years. It takes time. If he grew, it tells me he was going from glory to glory, from strength to strength. He was growing in faith. In other words, his faith was stronger as the years went by. Even though the situation was total opposite. And he also dawned on me that that is the reason why God gave the word. God gave Abra- Abraham the promise because God knew the situation would be totally opposite to the promise. Otherwise, Abraham did not need the promise. If Abraham was like every other normal person who just had children, he wouldn't need the promise. But God gave him that promise as proof. So that when the situation was the opposite, he knew that God wanted to do something totally different to what he was going through. So the fact that the situation is difficult proves the validity of the word. Do you get my logic? (laughs) The fact that the situation is difficult proves that the word is true. Why would he need a word if the situation was going to be easy? Jesus said to his disciples, get to the other side. And they were obeying the word and boom, there's a storm. Why did he give them the word? Because he knew the storm was coming and they needed the word to get through the storm. Otherwise, they wouldn't have needed any word. So I find that when I'm about to go through something... That's going to challenge my faith. The Lord speaks to me more than ever on that area. And I'm feeling excited. I just got a word. I just got a word. I just got a word. I feel excited. But I'm not aware that that word is going to be tested. And when that word has been tested, I'm thinking, but God, you said. But God, you said. Well, that's exactly why he said. Because the situation is going to be exactly as I'm going through it. That's why he said the opposite. So as I'm going through it, I know he said different. See, When you choose to walk in faith, the senses are thrown away. (laughs) Senses, sight, smell, feel, that has nothing to do with faith. Nothing whatsoever. It's not about how you feel. It's about the truth of what, and this is why it's called faith. You don't feel it. You faith it. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) So he says, Abraham grew strong and he was empowered. Oh, I love this. He grew strong and he was empowered. He wasn't just going strong, he was continually being empowered by faith. And this is why I find faith, when I am really walking in faith, I feel empowered in me. I feel empowered in my spirit I feel empowered in myself. the situation may look however it looks but I again I know I've been saying it's on about feeling, but I sense an empowerment within me even though the situation is opposite as, as, uh, as recent as this morning I've needed to walk in the reality of this the, the reality of the empowerment and I said to my wife I was were praying I said, you know what we're going to pray until we get the assurance. You know, some people just pray, oh, yeah, God, I thank you, and I praise you, and I thank you. There's some times when you need to pray until you get the assurance. And it's like, I don't I don't. Some, some people say you have to pray through. You have to pray till you break through. Only you know that. When you've prayed and you're like, God, I need to see a shift in this. This is what you've said. When you're convinced that there's been a breakthrough in the heavens and you sense that spirit within you, you've got your own breakthrough right there. Are are you with me? Sometimes we pray and we don't reach the point of breakthrough. Because we just pray and we leave the place of prayer still burdened. You haven't broken through. Because when you really break through, it's not that the situation changes in an instant, but you change. And you need to pray until the change, until you begin to see everything rattling in you and you come out of the prayer and you're like, where is that devil? <laughs> you need to, and only you knows. Like for me, it's going to be different to you. We are not all the same necessarily, but you need to find your uh, war mode and you need to find your own whatever it is, where you know you've broken through and connected with God in faith. But this is what stirred my heart. He says, he grew strong As he grew strong and was empowered in faith, as he gave praise and glory to God. He grew strong and was empowered in faith, as he gave praise and glory to God. What's the key to growing strong and being empowered in faith, according to this verse? Praise and glory to God. Praise and glory to God. Do you understand that when you're feeling sick in your body and you're confessing the word by your stripes and healed, the last thing you feel like doing is giving praise and glory to God. God, I praise you because you're my healing. I praise you and right there you're feeling like you're dying. Anyone looking at you would think you're crazy. That's why it's faith. People who really live by faith, to the natural people, are crazy. Because... You're just taking the word of God. You're not going to live by your feelings. When was the last time you said, okay, God, this financial challenge I'm feeling and facing right now, I'm just going to praise and give glory. I'm going to praise my way through it. Okay, uh, we need to pray about this. Okay, Lord, I am going to give you praise for the next 15 minutes about this. Find every scripture about your provision, and I just thank you for it. Find every scripture about how good you are and just declare it. There's a song that's been, been sung really about uh, the, the father of, uh, what's it? It's faithful. There's a song that's gone out really recently about the father heart of God. Um, huh? It's something about the father. He's faithful in all his ways or something. I forgot it now. Perfect in all your ways. <laughs> I don't even know that song. I know Alan likes it. You're perfect. I love that line. You're perfect in all your ways. In other words, I'm feeling pain in my body. Relational is, Lord, you're perfect. You know what I found is when you really begin to tap into that reality, praise is not just about making God feel good. Something shifts in here. It really does. And I feel this year, for me, the Lord wants to stretch faith. And the Lord wants me to learn how to walk in faith. And as I've meditated, I feel like it's for somebody here too as well. 2016 is not just going to be a year of, okay, I'm just going to cruise through. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I believe God wants to release that to you. So I wanted to take that, if that bears witness with you. And I'm going to rush through these other few points I had for for today. Um, Another word I have for this year is a a year of gaining territories. Um, And I've got two scriptures. It's uh, Joshua 1.3. He says, every place, you know it, every place the sole of your foot will tread, that I have given to you. Every place the sole of your foot tread. That place, I have given it to you. Now, look at what it says in Joshua 13.1. Now, Joshua was old and gone far in years. In brackets, it says over 100 years. Joshua was over 100 years by this point. And the Lord said to him, you have grown old and are gone far in years. And very much of the land still remains to be possessed. Did you just read what I just read? (laughs) Joshua did not end up possessing all the land. And all he had to do was walk there. You know what that tells me? The fact that it's your inheritance does not mean it automatically comes to you. The fact that the Lord is saying, I feel for this year new territories, does not mean it just comes to you. You've got to walk there. And you know what? When you walk there, you've got to chase the enemies out of there. So there's battles even in those places. But many times we think new territories means we just step in and everything is done. I want to say to someone today, I believe 2016, there's some battles ahead that you're going to fight in 2016. But you need to know that the Lord is calling to gain new territories. And because he's calling you to gain new territories, you know the battle has already been won before you step into it. Because you have the word of the Lord. I really feel like this year the Lord wants to release new strategies. The Lord wants to release like new steps for people to begin to land on in their ministry, in their calling, in their giftings. I feel like this year is going to be a year where people will begin to use giftings that have been dormant for a while things that have just been there, and somehow maybe you know God's giving you this thing, but you've not really begun to step. I feel like this year is a year to awaken the giftings of God within you. There are new territories he wants you to claim for him. And even though Joshua was a great leader, all the territories that God assigned for the people of Israel was not gained. It's possible that God has territories assigned for you that will not be gained if you don't rise up. Isn't that a shame? I don't want to get to heaven and realize I had all these opportunities in God and still never stepped out and did anything. I think that's a real shame. I think so. And I don't want to be that. So I want to encourage you. This is the year to gain new territory. I want to share with you this story. Uh, Becky and I were in America recently, and um, um, we got to the airport in Manchester, and um, we checked into the airport, Uh, the security stuff, you know, oh, gosh. Can somebody help me? <laughs> Thanks. Um, we checked into the airport, and uh, the last furnace meeting—who was there for the last furnace meeting? If you remember, I was talking about—we we we, we spent a lot of time praying for Muslims. If you remember that, and I've had some interesting encounters since then with Muslims. <laughs> it's been really interesting. And I'm not going to go into that. But we, we, uh, we, got, we, got, we checked into the airport, uh, the security thing, and the first thing we see is the prayer room. If you've been to most airports in the country, Manchester or wherever, there's normally a multi-faith prayer room. So I said to my wife, I think we should go in there and take authority. <laughs> you know why? I said, we live in Within Shore. This is our territory. So I'm going to walk, we're going to walk into this prayer room and we walked in there and there's all kinds of things, Buddhism, Islam, you know, and if you've been to any of the multi-faith prayers, sometimes it can be very dark and just, it just feels weird. <laughs> it just feels weird, trust me. So I said, well, we're not having this. So we start to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, we exercise our legal right and dominion over this territory because you've given us authority and we live in within show. Father, we recalibrate the spiritual climate of this place. We declare that every bit of deception will be replaced with truth. Father, we pray that as people step into this atmosphere, they encounter you. Father, we take authority over every spirit of oppression in this place. Let salvation rule in this place. As people come in here to pray to another God, let them have visions of the true God. We start to make declarations in the prayer room. We left the prayer room and I'm feeling good. (laughs) And you know what? When you begin to pray with authority and take authority, it it, it feels good. It's like, yes, I know who I am. You see, that's what the enemy attacks the most. It attacks your identity and it makes you feel like you're nothing. But it doesn't matter whether you just became a Christian last week or last minute, you have authority to pray just like that. Rebuke the enemy and he will flee from you if you know who you are. We came out of the airport. And there was a piano right there, and I feel I said to my wife, you know, I, I didn't even say to her. I just feel a desire to play the piano. So we look around. It, the piano is connected to a coffee shop. Okay, so I we asked the coffee people, and they said, oh, if you play the piano, you get um, a free drink. So I was like, well, that's cool, that's cool, and I was thirsty as well. <laughs> and we left the house early, so we've not even had breakfast. Anyway. So we so I said, well, my wife sings. They said, well, if she sings and you play, you both get free drinks. I said, like, well, that's that's a good deal. <laughs> so Becky sang a song by Jay Thomas, Falling in Love with You and whatever. And she just sang a worship song, okay? To be honest, I wasn't really th- thinking much of it. I was just like, we're just in the moment. I did in my heart, I did as unto the Lord. Even though they said do a free drink, even if they weren't offering that, we were still going to play and do what we we're going to do. So she sang and I played, and people were walking past, and people were stopping and watching, and we finished, and everyone applauds. And the uh, owners of the the people, the staff of the rest of the cafe, said to us, "Well, they liked what we did, so they said if you do another song, we'll give you a free breakfast." <laughs> so at this point, I'm like, "That's that's exactly right. That's what we want. <laughs> free breakfast. Come on." So, <laughs> Becky did One Thing Remains, okay, she plays, so she sings, and I'm playing, and the song finishes, and uh, people applaud again, and uh, we get a free drink, a free breakfast, and uh, and then right after the because that took some time, we had to get on this flight, okay, and the flight is from Manchester to Orlando, okay? So, Becky update, updates her Facebook page and says, okay, um, just had a cool experience at the airport. Because it was filmed on my phone, I uploaded the video to my Facebook page, okay? I uploaded the video to my Facebook page in Manchester. Six, seven hours later, i will going to Orlando. They've got free Wi-Fi in the airport. I connected the phone to the Wi-Fi to just see Facebook. And in six, seven hours, the video had had 17,000 views, you got to understand that 's never happened before <laughs> i 'm not i 'm not famous like Colette or someone you know <laughs> i mean i 'm not like Andy Hawthorne famous that like just post something and it goes viral that 's never happened before so at this point i 'm thinking what 's going on what 's the what's what 's the big deal <laughs> honestly, me and Beggar are thinking what is the big deal what 's the and hundreds of you know, at this point it was over a hundred shares, and I looked at one of the comments and the guy said. I have just been listening to UCB radio and just heard them talk about this video and I've just found it. Okay, so I'm thinking, what is the big deal? And then I look at the comments and you know what the comments are saying? Oh, that was so bold. That was so, that was so on And Becky and I were like, I didn't feel like I was being bold. <laughs> and then it dawned on me. The reason why we felt bold was because we're taking authority in the atmosphere. So we were not intimate. I didn't feel an ounce of intimidation. Did you, Becky? No. I just wanted a drink. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted a drink. I did not feel an ounce of intimidation, an ounce of fear. Oh, you know, and the natural thing to do is to sing a worship song. Why do I want to sing a secular song? Because I'm in a secular space. I know some Christians would do that. I mean, sing a worship song. If I didn't even ask her to sing that, she just sang a worship song. I just played. But you know the crazy thing about that? We're in America and we get a Facebook message from someone who says, I've been watching the video and I can't stop weeping. And I've given my heart to Jesus. Do you have more music like this? I mean, we had no clue that just being free after taking authority over the atmosphere, released breakthrough to someone and they get saved. (laughs) Like you. said, it wasn't even a good video. I think my dad said to me once, you know, when you're anointed, sometimes even if you just sneeze, it's anointed. (laughs) You sneeze and someone gets saved. How about that? And the Lord was speaking to us through that. He's saying this is a year of gaining new territories. Taking authority spiritually. If you do not work in ministry like I do, you go into your workplace and take authority there. Go there before anyone else gets there in the morning and pray in tongues. I mean, or find the toilet and go and pray. I'm serious. And take authority, Lord. You've given me authority because I work here. I declare your peace here. I will not give in to intimidation. I declare salvation. Declare. And when you step into the atmosphere, you 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 don't you have uh, authority in the atmosphere because you've already prayed. It's kind of like this. I use the the point Jesus could dominate the atmosphere when he dealt with people that didn't know him because he was listen he was stronger in light than they were in the darkness many christians are being influenced by the darkness not because they're not christians but when they step into darkness the people in the darkness are stronger in the darkness than they are with god so guess what happens whoever is strongest do, uh, dominates the atmosphere so they end up being dominated and influenced by the demonic atmosphere as opposed to the reverse so i want to say to you take authority take authority it's not just saying god please help me yes there's a time to say god i need help but there's a time to say lord i take authority <laughs> so do that the story gets even crazier and i'm going to say this and i'm going to move on because i just think it's the craziest thing so re, uh, uh, over a year ago the lord showed my wife and i this building and we've been praying Say, lord we believe you want to give us a building we pray lord just whatever you want to do we will believe you for a building and uh we saw this building felt like we should just pray declarations over this building Uh, We said lord we thank you for a place of worship we thank you for a place for training we thank you for a place for raising up uh, uh prayer warriors a training center I know I probably never share this publicly, but this is what's in our heart. We feel like God wants to raise up a center for prayer. To, it's not going to be an IHOP, but it's going to be a training center. It's going to be slightly different. I don't even know the fullness of it, but I just know there's something, uh, there's a lot more than what you're saying right now, trust me. So we're decreeing these words. I've never told you this. <laughs> you don't know what's about to come. So we found out the coffee shop, at the same coffee shop that owned the building that God showed us. The owner of the coffee shop gets in touch because the video is going viral. And he says, he posts the video on his Facebook page. And this is what he says. He says, he's not Christian. He says, um, uh, uh, this is so uplifting. It's a better alternative to Sky News. That's what he says. And then he says, you know, when you've got some time... I would like you to come and do us a set. (laughs) Do do you not understand how crazy that is? We don't have any relationship with anyone in this building. Now, this is a relationship that's been supernaturally formed without even any effort. So I'm here to say to you, this is a year of gaining new territories. Divine surprises. Doors open up that would just make your mouth go, how did you do that, God? How on earth did you do that? Now, I don't know what's going to happen, but we just feel like it's just a crazy, cool story. that All of a sudden, we have a relationship with these guys, and they want us to come and do something. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're taking them at their offer. We say, okay, well, let's see what God wants to do. Let's see. I don't know, but let's see. So I wanted to share that with you. It's a year of gaining territories, and then quickly, as I round up, It's going to be a year of acceleration. I feel like uh, the Lord is going to release momentum to certain people this year. Uh, Momentum that things that will take five years all of a sudden take a few weeks. Uh, uh, the kind of favor that you would expect that it would only happen when you've built soul, this kind of relationship in this way, and da, da, da. all of a sudden, God just gives it just like that. I feel like God's going to begin to do things very quickly. Um, and that's why I felt in my house. So many times as I'm praying, I'm saying, thank you, Father, that this is a year of acceleration. Lastly, I want to say I feel like this is going to be a year, and this is always going to be the case every year. This is going to be a year of deep devotion. Um, The things that the Lord has in store for us, I don't think they're things that he wants to then become a distraction. Because we can pray for the Lord to bless us, and he does want to bless us. But for many Christians, the blessing becomes a distraction from him, the one who gave the blessing. And I believe this year we have to be rooted in deep devotion. So I've called it for me, this is a year of deep devotion. And I want to read this verse, and then we're going to pray. I'll read this verse, share a few things about it, we're going to pray. You all know it, mostly, it's uh, uh, Mark 1, It says, early in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, Jesus went out, departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed, and Simon and those who were with him searched for him. Then when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Uh, Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to nearby villages, so that I can preach there also. This is why I have come. This is an amazing uh, passage of Scripture, and I don't, I'm not going to go in detail, but just a few things I want to highlight. Uh, uh, Jesus' prayer life is a picture of how much he valued his, uh, his relationship with God. Um, Jesus woke up a long while before daylight, and I always want to say that uh, a long while before daylight is not 7 a.m., Isn't that convicted? <laughs> A long while before daylight is not 6 a.m. either. And the point is not that, you know, we need to wake up at 3 a.m. to pray. This is the point I wanted to make. I believe Jesus' prayer life was sacrificial. I feel like Jesus valued prayer more than he valued food and sleep. Do you value prayer that much? Until we value prayer to that degree, that's when we really be going to go to the real depths that God has for us. How, how bad? Is, is prayer just something we do to feel good, to get by, to tick a box? And I always want to say, I do not pray for God to love me. I pray because I'm loved by God. I do not perform for acceptance. I perform from acceptance. God loves me whether I pray or I do not pray. God so loved the world. <laughs> okay? So, I'm not praying to earn. I'm praying because I am loved, and I pray because I want to go deep. I want I want the relationship to go deeper. Relationship has to grow. And for relationship to grow, time has to be invested. Relationship does not grow by default because we just see each other every week. You're not going to go deep in a relationship if you see every, every week two minutes, three minutes. (laughs) What kind of relationship is that? And I say to people, if Jesus prayed all through the night, who am I to think I'm okay with two minutes of prayer? No, let's just think about that. Jesus prayed through the night, seven hours. How am I okay with two hours? If he says no one is going to be greater than their master, just as they persecuted him, they will persecute, persecute anyone who tries to be like their master. And when anyone is fully trained, they will be like their master. So... If if Jesus has shown us an example, the point is not... Let me just clarify. The point is not that we live here and we all pray through the night every day. Because actually, Jesus didn't pray through the night every day. But the point is this. His prayer life was marked by sacrifice. He sought God when it was hard on the flesh. In, In regular times in the morning, I believe. And then he had regular seasons. Listen to this of extended prayer, so I'm going to challenge you this year, don't just come to, don't just have a personal prayer life of maybe you have a time you pray in the morning, you read the word, set time aside, maybe on a weekly, a bi-weekly, however it works for you, where you're going to have a good amount of time to seek God without interruptions, it might be five hours, and you might not necessarily have any plan, and you're not necessarily going in there saying, okay God, I've got to ha- have an answer to A, B, C, D, you just go and seek him. <laughs> Sometimes it might speak. Sometimes it might not speak. But I want to challenge you this year to make that your kind of rhythm. Okay, God, I want to to pray for two hours, three hours. You know, maybe you've never done that before. Well, just say once a week or once every two weeks, whatever. Do something this year to create space for more of him. Deep devotion, one. Two, after he, he prayed, actually, he went ahead and prayed, and then his disciples came and tried to find him. And then when they came to find him, they said to him, "Everyone is looking for you. The crowds are calling your name. Uh, uh, in the natural mind, you would respond to the demand of the crowd. They just had a great meeting the night before. Many, if not like everyone, got healed. Everyone, everyone's got healed. News has spread, and the crowd has come. Who today?" in ministry, will not respond to that crowd. I, I'm telling you, most of us will, myself included. Not Jesus. Why? See, he says, the crowd are looking for you, and look at what he says. Let us go somewhere else. So you are got to be in a place of deep devotion because there's some things that will look natural for you to respond to, But that's not what the Spirit is wanting to respond to. And if you're not deep in devotion, you'd respond in the flesh but not in the Spirit and miss out on the strategic plans of God. Because I'm telling you, the plans of heaven do not always look like what we think. What we think is the crowds are coming. I'm supposed to go there. But what the Father is saying, forget about the crowds. Go somewhere else with just five people or 12 people or whatever it is. And to the natural mind, it looks like a failure. You know, today we measure how well ministry is by the size of the crowd. You think they didn't do that back then? Because the Pharisees were jealous of Jesus' crowd. They were jealous of his crowd. But he wasn't tied to the crowd. And you know, I'm using that context to explain this, but that could apply to you. This, This year, there will be decisions you will need to make. And if you make those decisions based on the natural mind, you will be out of the will of God. But if you're deep in devotion, you will know that even though this contract has been presented to me, everything looks good. I should just take this job. (laughs) It's been offered, but inside, the Lord is saying, this is not where I've called you to. You will know if you're walking with him. And I'm saying this is the year of deep devotion. This is the year where we go deep in God and are not just in the place where we can hear it when he says it, but we're in the place where we can obey it when he says it. And I round up with this because it's one thing to hear, it's another thing to obey. I believe the strength to obey many times comes when we have uh, fully given ourselves to God in devotion and our spirit has taken, um, our spirit has grown to a place of strength that it overpowers the flesh. Do you get me? Going deep in devotion helps our spirit to grow stronger. And when our spirit grows stronger and we face situations where we know what the Lord is saying, it's easier to obey in the spirit when our spirit is stronger than when our spirit is weak and the flesh is stronger. Do you get the point I'm trying to make? What you feed, i round up with this, what you feed grows and what you starve dies. If we feed the Spirit this year like we've never done before and go deep in devotion, we are going to gain the territories. We are going to see the acceleration. We are going to see the things that the Lord wants to do. But if we don't, I'm telling you, we're going to be Christians but walk in the flesh and still not hit the mark in the Spirit. I want to hit the mark in the Spirit. I don't know about you. Do you want to stand with me? I know maybe you've uh, had a New Year's resolution. Maybe you said, "Okay, God, this year." You know, because we have these prayer meetings all the time. You know, through the night, many times we meet together, and I say to the to the guys, "That I says, you know what? You can sign up again right now." <laughs> what I mean by that is, it doesn't matter whether you've been going after God for a whole for decades, and you feel like somehow you've taken a few steps back. Just sign up again. Say, "Lord, I'm signing up again today." I may have taken a few steps back. I may feel weak spiritually. Oh yes, I have not prayed like I know I should and I feel like my spirit is lethargic and I'm not desiring your presence. Okay, God, right now I make a decision. I'm signing up again to this lifestyle. It's as simple as that. Lord, I'm signing up again to deep devotion. I'm signing up again to going after you. I'm signing up again to your plans and your purposes. And I'm okay with you offending my mind. I'm okay with you doing things that I don't agree with or in my flesh I don't even think is right. But Lord, I trust your leadership and I trust your your your, your guidance. I trust that you're a good father, and I'm not gonna let the things that are offending my mind get in the way of what you're doing. Do what you need to do in me. And meaning when you pray that, just say, Lord, I'm, I want to sign up again. This 2016, I signed up again to deep devotion. What's your devotional life been like? Maybe you want to say, God, I want to sign up again to deep devotion. What's your prayer times where you have you have you ever spent an extended amount of times with God where it's not just your needs, it's not just your wants, you just want to be with him. Maybe for an hour or two or three, whatever it looks like for you. Maybe you say, Okay, God, this year I'm gonna know this. That by this time next year, that will be a part of who I am. I sign up again today. Maybe you've never fasted for 40 days. Some of you raised your hands and want to say, okay, God, I want to take on the challenge. This year, I'm going to go deep in seeking your face and fasting like I've not done before. It might be a like meal a day, two meals a day, fasting a day, you know, 24 hours breaking. However it looks, Daniel fast, whatever. Lord, I want to sign up again. Maybe the Lord is challenging you saying, okay, you're, 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 you're too entertained by the world. And the Lord is saying, turn off all the entertainment like, okay God that that, that might be challenging okay but God I'm going to sign up again today so today I want to challenge you to sign up again to this calling and I do this all the time the fact that I'm preaching this message does not mean I am exempt from signing up again I sign up again every day all the time I'm like okay God I feel backslidden I'm signing up again right now and many of you want to do that we're going to open up this altar because we're going to pray right now and we're going to turn this to a place of consecration if you want to sign up again to this for what God has ahead. I want you to come forward. We're going to get on, on our knees and we're going to just pray and ask the Lord to release a grace upon us for seeking his face like we've never done before. We're going to say, Father, we sign up again today. Deep devotion. Let it mark this year. We know we're weak in the flesh and uh, we know the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. But Father, we ask, we ask for a fresh empowerment this year. That 2016 will be a new level to 2015. We go from glory to glory to glory. We saying, Father, we wanna go further. We wanna be consecrated in the way you see us being consecrated. What is the calling? What is the requirement? <laughs> When the Lord has a special mission, he puts a demand on a life for a special lifestyle. Lord, what is the special lifestyle you're calling us to? Because there's a special mission you're releasing to us this year. What is the lifestyle you're calling us to? What are the things you want us to stay away from? Not out of a legalistic mindset, but out of a heart of devotion to you so that we go deeper. Lord, what is it? Today we say yes and we sign up to this right now. And we receive the grace, the great, the grace to run the race, the grace to run fast, the grace to run with speed, the grace to go ahead like we've never done before. Right now, just pray, pray out, call out to the Lord and ask him for a fresh grace. Ask him, you know, speak to him, say, Lord, I'm I'm signing up again to this lifestyle. Whatever it means for you, whatever vision you have in your mind, ask the Lord, Father, I'm asking you to help me to live this out this year. 2016 let it be the year of faith great faith as you stretch me I will grow stronger in faith and belief I banish all unbelief and doubt and cynicism I receive the encouragement of heaven this year you know just receive that and pray it out Hallelujah. we receive your grace it's not by power it's not by might but it's by your spirit We receive your grace, not by power, not by might, but it's by your Spirit. We receive your grace to go where we've never gone before, in you, in the Spirit.